Hey there, this is your host, Zach, and welcome to the first official episode of Enter the Nether Realm. So what you're about to hear was recorded a few months ago, back when I was first starting to get this podcast off the ground. And I only bring this up because I made a few dated references. Like in this episode, you'll notice how I mentioned that I really wish MK9 was backwards compatible on the Xbox One, which it is now, and how the Injustice movie is coming out, but it's obviously been out for a little while now. I just want to throw this disclaimer here at the beginning, so you wouldn't be confused when you're listening like, that doesn't sound right, what the hell are you talking about? Don't worry though, 98% of what I talk about is timeless, evergreen, as marketing departments like to say. So please, enjoy this episode, open up those ears, and make sure that you subscribe to the show, and that way you'll be able to hear every single week, get your fill of Mortal Kombat goodness. Now, back to past Zack, or current Zack, however you want to think about this. Hi, my name is Zach. I am potentially your host of this, the Enter the Nether Realm podcast. What is it, you ask? I like Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat stuff. I like Injustice, I like Mortal Kombat. That's pretty much all they do at the moment. There's that rumored Marvel game, which this is recorded on has been kind of, not deconfirmed, but it's like, ew, probably not happening. But anyway, the point is, you might be sitting there thinking, well, what qualifies you to make a Mortal Kombat podcast? Because I have access to Adobe Audition. And plus, I just literally love Mortal Kombat. If you don't like it, then eat So, yeah, my little podcast, I will be talking about uh, Mortal Kombat and Injustice. Basically, it's called Enter the Nether Realm because I'm just kind of talking about NetherRealm Studios. I could just talk about Mortal Kombat, but at the same time, I don't want to have my horizons that narrow, as you might think. What? As you might think? Ah, uh, whatever. So I'm going to go ahead and hit the intro, uh, intro music as soon as I find it. I'm your host, Zach, and welcome to Enter the Nether Realm. Enter the Nether Realm. So, what are we going to talk about here today for the, this first inaugural episode of the show? I thought I would just sit down for a minute and talk to you about my opinions of Mortal, or my history of Mortal Kombat and why I love Mortal Kombat so damned much. <sighs> I'm going to try not breathe in the microphone, sorry. So, I've been playing Mortal Kombat since I was... I'm currently 24. 24. My fucking girlfriend... Right, she likes to be like, "Oh, what are you like, twenty five, twenty six? And I, I've gotten to the point where I have to be like, "I am twenty four, right? I'm twenty four right now." Uh, I've been playing Mortal Kombat since I was about ten or eleven. Or my first ever game. Uh, I I went up for a while there, where I was just really into Mortal Kombat stuff, like on YouTube and all that, because I was always a big fan of like the original Xbox, but I never had any of the Mortal Kombat games, right? So for whatever reason, I just gone into this little kick of I want to look up old school uh, Mortal Kombat, or not Mortal Kombat, old school video game gameplay. I also watched like a full, you know, Conker's Bad Fur Day and a bunch of other stuff like that, right? Or technically it was live and reloaded, right? But yeah, whatever. So one day, while I was going through all that stuff, I got a recommendation from, it was a Screw Attack Top 10. Who the hell here remembers Screw Attack? I know they didn't shut down that long ago, but shit. I mean, they were popular. Like, what was the what was the height of Screw Attack's popularity? Like, 2011, 2012. Yeah, whatever. I think they're shut down now, right? Yeah, whatever. But it was the top. T- I think it was either the top ten. I'm pretty sure it was the top ten worst Mortal Kombat fatalities. And I was like, 
huh, this looks neat. And so I decided to watch it. And that's how this whole thing kind of blossomed. I, I watched that video, and then I proceeded to go on their account and watch every single Mortal Kombat video they'd ever done. Then I looked into Mortal Kombat, and I saw, up oh, there's a Mortal Kombat game on the Xbox 360. Did I spell beginning right? B-I-G. I'm looking at the little thing right now. I'm seeing, I might have spelled beginning wrong. No, I spelled it right. Why does that look wrong to me? Anyway. And that game was everyone's favorite. Mortal Kombat vs. DCU. And you know what? As a freaking 12-year-old who never played Mortal Kombat before, I loved that game. MK vs. DCU, looking back, not great. It's not fantastic. Even just like, okay, take the Mortal Kombat part out of it, just turn all the characters into DC characters. The whole, like, fo- the going through walls thing, and the falling down thing, and the, like, the the grapple guessing game thing. It was a ter- It was not a good game. I enjoyed it. And honestly, to this day, I uh, I rebought it and played it like a couple years ago on my. Uh, I had a PS3 for a while there. I, I'm not a PlayStation guy, by the way. I was, I'm just throwing this out there and I'm thinking about it. I'm an Xbox guy. I play on the PC a little bit, but that's only like games that I can't play on my Xbox. Like I play a little bit of League of Leg- Legends, just like because on, on my day job there's a lot of like rendering and shit. So I was like, you know. I'll have League of Legends in the background. That's like, okay, render. And by the time I finish one game of League, I'll be done. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, I went back and played Mortal Kombat vs. DC. And I played through the both story campaigns. I played some arcade. You know what? Again, it's it's objectively not very good. But I, I still enjoy it to this day. It's, po- it's well, not possibly. It's very likely or very definitely. I can't make a positive statement to save my life. It's rose-colored glasses, it's nostalgia, but I still enjoy it, you know? Anyway, so yeah, that was my first actual introduction into Mortal Kombat. And then after that, it was good timing, because after I had frickin' played the absolute shit out of MK vs. DCU, I beat both campaigns in the same day, I played every single person's arcade mode, I even had- I remember this? I, if you're listening to this podcast, you remember this. Having the freaking fatalities written down in a notebook that you had sitting next to you when you played. And when you knew you were about to win, you'd like, like see which character you're playing as you glance over real quick. and like, okay, up, up, down, down, B. And then you'd do that, and you're like, yay, I'm the best. And then in Mortal Kombat DC, you'd like push them over, and they'd be like, ow. And then be like, fatality. But it was good timing for me to get into Mortal Kombat, because Mortal Kombat 9 was just getting ready to come out, and we want to talk about going from the worst to the best. Holy shnikes. Mortal Kombat 9 is so damn good to this day, and it makes me sad that we're never getting a remake, or a remaster, right? Before I continue, that's one thing that's like, everyone's like, oh man, next Mortal Kombat project, this, that, and the other. Like, oh, Shaolin Monks 2, Shaolin Monks uh, remaster. Mortal Kombat 9 remaster. They're not going to do remaster of Mortal Kombat 9. And I think anyone who's intellectually honest knows why they're never Mortal Kombat 9 is never coming back. Probably. Never coming back in an official capacity. There you go. And that's because titties. And come on, you know it's true. The Molina costume, all the ladies costumes, just ass and titties all out there. 
like barely freaking wearing bikinis. In the modern world, like like you could go look at that shit in 2009. 2020, that was one time, 2009, right? Mortal Kombat. No, that was in 2009. MK9 release date. 2011. You get with that shit in 2011. Nowadays, they might as well start their own cancel Mortal Kombat hashtag on fucking Twitter right now. Because it, it'll be, it'll if they ever remake MK9, it'll be like the new generation, the Twitter generation discovering Tropic Thunder. Who here knows Tropic Thunder? With freaking, with Robert Downey Jr. where he's in blackface the entire movie. There was about two weeks there where everyone lost their ever flipping minds because Robert Downey Jr. did blackface, kind of. But yeah, yeah, Mortal Kombat 9's never coming back. However, all that being said, 14-year-old Zack, that was good shit. And just, you know, besides the, obviously, the gross stuff, or gross stuff, you know what I'm saying. Besides the asses and the titties, Mortal Kombat 9 is just a damn good game. And, like, the the story is, I think everyone's agreed, like, Mortal Kombat is, in, is this very unique situation where it's pretty much the only fighting game where people look at the story and actually really care. Like, Street Fighter has a story, but no one really cares. Soul Calibur has a story, and people kind of care. Tekken is Tekken. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I hot you through a sign of volcano. Ignore everything else, because then you were talking about bears and raptors and robots and ma- hey, it's kind of like it's kind of like Mortal Kombat actually. Bears and robots and wizards. Yeah, Tekken and Mortal Kombat are actually very similar. Now I'm thinking more about it in terms of tone, not so much in terms of well, that, Tekken's definitely more comedic, but you get what I'm saying. But yeah, no, Mortal Kombat 9 is fantastic. I love that game. And that game, Mortal Kombat 9. Actually, no, I forgot to mention this. Uh, MK vs. DCU was the beginning of my little personal tradition that I've always that I've kept up to to this day. Which is the first day that I get a Mortal Kombat game, I will play through the story mode in one night. Like in MK vs. DCU, I did both story modes in the same night. Then Mortal Kombat 9. And Mortal Kombat 9 was like six, seven hours, but I didn't care. I got home at like, you know, I went to the midnight release. My mom took me to my, my mom took me to the midnight release. And my mom, super chill lady, she didn't give it she didn't give a damn what I was playing. As long as it wasn't like freaking Leisure Suit Larry, which I don't even know if she knows what that is, but you get what I'm saying. She didn't really care what I played. So she took me to the to the midnight release because I was all you know, ginned up. I was like, oh Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, because she knew that I played MK versus DCU, and that was super tame. It's like, oh, you hit somebody, and there's like a little poof, and then when you kill them, it's just, you know, it, it, it was very tame, all things considered. And she was like, oh, that'll be fun. Plus, again, I wasn't like six. I was like 14, 15, 14, 13, however old I was. 14. So, yeah, she didn't even release. I got home, and then I did not stop playing that game until the morning light. And I was homeschooled, so I didn't have to, like, worry about going to the school in the morning. I just had to kind of wake up and do my computer work. At some point that day. So I had pretty much free reign to sleep in as long as I wanted or whenever I wanted. As long as I you know, didn't shirk on my schoolwork that badly. Which I did, but they didn't know about. And <laughs> anyway, yeah, in Mortal, Mortal Kombat 9, I plowed through that in one night and it was amazing. And then, remember the, the 300 tower? 
That thing was insane. I don't think I ever. I remember because remember three hundred tower. It was basically a ta- like a little more arcade tower, but each level was a different challenge. Some of them were just like fight this person, and some of them was like you know do a tag team match. Remember tag team matches? They've got the structure for them at MK11, but they just kind of don't do them anymore. It's like they kind of want to do them, but they also don't want to do them for some reason. I don't, I don't really get it. But yeah, and then one of them, I think it was, I think it might have been like two ninety nine, but it was basically the Goro Stomp Challenge, where Goro or Shiva, no Shiva, would jump up and they would do her freaking air stomp, where she'd go up and down. If she hit you one time, you're dead. And I, I never beat that. I never, I beat every single other one, I think, but that one I had to pay to skip it. This is back before the days of microtransactions where paying to skip it, I had to use the in-game currency. I didn't just have to like, you know, oh, go to the store and buy, you know, for $2, get a skip fight token. Yeah. And 300. I remember I was like, I don't think you could skip 300. I'm thinking about it. Oh, I don't think you could skip 300. Could you? Either way, but I I wasn't going to even if I could have because I was like, no, I'm going to do this because it's the 300 tower. I have to do the 300. And that took so long. Like, it was... It was... You fought Goro, and then you fought Kentaro, and then you fought Naked Molina, and then you fought Shao Kahn, and you had to beat all of them in one go on one health bar. You got a little bit of health back between each fight, but you didn't get a full refill every time. You got like 10% back. So you had to fight... Four people in a row, and it was hard. But after you did, the ultimate prize was Naked Molina. And again, to the teenage boy audience out there, couldn't ask for a better reward. But yeah. So, yeah. But that ended up, uh, <laughs> my career with Mortal Kombat 9 ended because about six months or a year later, I don't remember how long ago it was, or how long after it was. Uh, one day, my dad was in the room as I was playing the game. And my dad was, back then, nowadays he doesn't give a damn, but back then when I was a kid, he was a little more prudish about the stuff that I consumed. And uh, he saw me do the Noob Saibot split fatality to Shiva. I think it was Shiva. Whatever. He saw me do the Noob Saibot split fatality. He was like, what is this shit? No, no, absolutely not. For whatever reason, there was some, there was a bug up his ass that day, and I had to go take Mortal Kombat 9 and trade it in at GameStop. And I was very, very sad about that. But Mortal Kombat 9 was a great time while it lasted, and it's still great to this day. I remember the last time I played it. I wish I had a working 360, or you know what? I wish they would at least make it backwards compatible. Like, don't even don't even remaster it. Just make MK9 backwards compatible. Because I don't have a PS3 anymore because I barely ever played it. Because like I said, I'm an Xbox guy. And I don't... My 360, it just kind of died a couple years ago. I, I I moved, and I pulled it out, and I plugged it in, and it just kind of didn't turn on. I was like, well, shit. And it's one of those things where it's like, there's a couple of games that I would really love to play again, but I don't know if it's worth, you know, the $150, $200 investment it would take to get a new 360 controllers and the couple of games that I want, so I just kind of live without it. One of these days, I'll probably get a 360 again, but, yeah, I want to play Mortal Kombat 9 again. So, yeah. Uh, so that was that. Was that. What was it getting out again? Oh, right, right. Uh, Freaking my history of Mortal Kombat. After that, 
I was like, well, I, w- I still want to play Mortal Kombat, but my dad doesn't like it when it's like super hyper violent. Because he was like, I don't know, I, I think that was just, he specifically didn't like that game. But what I was able to get away with, because it was super cartoony and dumb, was Mortal Kombat Armageddon on the Wii. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my dad had actually won a Wii from a, a raffle. I still have the same that Wii to this day, except in my living room right now. But my dad won a Wii in a raffle. It came with Super Mario. And one of the first games I bought for it was Mortal Kombat Armageddon on the Wii. Like, okay, Mortal Kombat vs. DC was one of the worst Mortal Kombat games in the sense of being a Mortal Kombat game. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean. And Mortal Kombat Armageddon on the Wii is one of the worst things ever. Kind of just in general. <laughs> like, fighting games on the Wii it were terrible in the first place. But then, like, okay, remember in, in MK Armageddon, there was no actually... Fi- okay, if you don't know what MK Armageddon is, say... Say you're somebody who got in because, you know, the MK Armageddon came out, I think, 15 years ago. And I know there was a lot of people who got into the Mortal Kombat lore at MK9. Or got into MK at MK9. And I was just kind of move forward. MK Armageddon was the culmination of Mortal Kombat before MK11. Where all the, what felt like hundreds of Mortal Kombat characters were all put into the same game on the, I think, the biggest fighting game roster of all time, to my knowledge. Maybe, I don't know, did Tekken 7? Tekken 6 or 7 might have beat it. But one of the largest fighting game rosters of all time. And when we, like, when you think, oh man, like, Devora and Johnny Cage, and no, we're talking Jarek and Meat and Shinnok, who you might remember Shinnok, but still. Just a lot. Most of them were garbage. Yeah, fun fact about the Mortal Kombat uh, series. Basically, 4, 5, 6, almost every new character was garbage. So, yeah, it had the biggest roster of all time, but because it was still an Xbox Wii-era game, PS2, uh, they didn't have the resources or the RAM, or they didn't want to, give everybody their own special fatality, or mul- especially, God, no, not multiple fatalities. So there was a system where you would create your own fatality, which is you would beat your opponent and then the screen would go black, and then you would input commands to do pieces of a fatality move. And it's just as bad as you would assume it was. It was terrible. And now imagine everybody who played that normally trying to do that where you're actually trying to like use the nunchucks to like go like up down, circle move the stick and hold it hold the brake bigger and do this and it was terrible i don't think i ever did a single fatality and like i remember i looked up on the computer because i didn't have a cell phone at the time or a smartphone whatever i looked up on the computer how to do things on the or fatalities on mortal kombat armageddon Wii, and i like had the page up and i would look at it and i would go into the other room and i would try to do the thing and then it wouldn't work and it was just terrible but mortal kombat Armageddon is another one of those games Kind of like MK. There's not okay. There's not a Mortal Kombat game that I dislike. I've never played Special Forces or Mythologies. I've only ever played the fighting games. But I played all the fighting games. There's never been a Mortal Kombat game that I dislike. But there are the ones such as MK vs. DCU and all the 3D era ones where I go, 
yeah, they're not great, but I like them, you know, because <laughs> I'm, well, obviously, I'm hosting a freaking Mortal Kombat podcast. Obviously, my uh, opinion is going to be, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Biased. I'm, I'm going to have an extremely biased opinion. Yeah, Mortal Kombat again. I, I so this is something I actually wish they would bring back because I, I I know they're not going to because they found their stride with the way they do the story modes nowadays, which is the whole uh, which is the cinematic thing where you go into a fight, then you go back out into a cinematic and back and forth and back and forth, right? That thing and that's fun and I like those a lot and they're great and everyone seems to agree they're great. I kind of wish they would go back, or at least for like one game, or like in a mode or something. They've kind of, they've kind of teased it with the Crypt and MK11, and that's, yeah. The Crypt and MK11 was a great idea, right? A lot of things in Mortal Kombat are, uh, 11 were really good ideas, but they just didn't turn out great. But that's a conversation for another day, another episode. But I, I kind of wish they would go back to the. RPG kind of style of the the games. Well, I guess it was really just mostly Deception. Deception, the whole thing, it was like an open world RPG, kind of open world, semi-open world RPG, where you would run around as Shujinko, the, the character of that game, and you would do little side quests, and you would like, you know, do fetch quests, and you'd be, pretty much every side quest in the game was a fetch quest, though. So occasionally, you'd get a quest where it's like, hey, go punch that guy. Yeah, pretty much every game, uh, you'd go around doing side quests, and then you would go do training, and you would fight, and you would, like, you know, do a little cut, you'd go into a fight, you'd come back out, you have a little conversation, you go back into your open world RPG thing, right? And I actually liked that a lot. Like, for that reason, just for that and nothing else, Deception is one of my favorite Mortal Kombat games of all time. Like, top three, I think. Because I love that game so much. Because I, I love the idea of, like, and this is something that I think Street Fighter, surprisingly, has actually done pretty well with the comics and stuff, is, okay, you've got these super cool fighter people. Now, what is it? What are they like outside of fights? You know? What is it like to interact with, what is it like to interact with Akuma when he's just, you know, walking down the street and he's like, mm, I am hungry. You know? You could do that in Deception with a bunch of the characters. And then some of the characters are just like, oh, you found me behind a tree. Fight me. And then you unlock their alternate costume, right? But still, I think that's cool. But yeah, for I, I kind of wish they would go back to that. In Armageddon, it was kind of, it was, well, not kind of the same thing. It was the same feel, but it wasn't like an open world RPG. It was like a, a linear level-based thing, which was also a lot of fun. I enjoyed that a lot. But uh, uh, honestly, how they do the story modes nowadays is... Genuinely, it's probably the best option. As much as I enjoy the, uh, as much as I enjoy it, the way they do it now is definitely the best way to do it. But hey, a guy can wish, or a guy can, what is it? A boy can wish? What's, is that the phrase? Whatever. Moving on. So after that, uh, was after MK9 and after Mortal Kombat Armageddon, which was not the release date, but that's how I played it. Injustice got announced. And I was like, whoa. The Mortal Kombat guys are doing a not Mortal Kombat game? Cool. And of course, I pre-ordered it. And I went to the midnight release. I miss midnight releases, man. I loved it. Because, like, 
I get nowadays, like, it's not practical. Most people don't care. People who work don't want to work that late, et cetera, et cetera. I get it. But I miss midnight releases, man. Like, because uh, it was just that excitement. It's like, yeah, I can get, I, I'm going to get at it the second that I can. The second I can get my hands on it, I will. I don't have to, like, go to bed waiting and then wake up in the morning and then brush my teeth and do my schoolwork and have breakfast and do my chores and then go get it. I can get it now, the second that everyone else can. And that was a great feeling. Granted, you know, as an adult, there's less of that because I can just be like, as an adult, there's less of that magic, you know. But still, I think it was still cool. And I enjoyed it. Uh, the the local GameStop by me, like, I know GameStop's bad and all that. And I know pre-ordering is bad nowadays. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I basically, what I do is I pre-order games that I'm going to get anyway, you know? Like, what I'm doing is Back for Blood. The GameStop by my place, uh, they're doing, and, and the GameStop, uh, it's at the, uh, it's at the mall. The staff there, super cool. I love talking to them. They're super friendly, super cool, all that chill. Uh, and they're going to do, because the manager lady, she loves uh, Left for Dead. And so she's like, oh, Back for Blood, we're doing a, she said, uh, close of day release, which is basically the modern day equivalent of midnight release. And I'm at, I'm going to that. And I pre-ordered it, because I was going to get it anyway, you know? Like, I, I pre-ordered game. I don't pre-order a lot of games. But when it's like, well, I'm obviously going to get that anyway. Like, even if reviews come out, it's like, oh, man, this game sucks. It's like, well, I still want to try it. You know? Like, I, Mortal, I, I pre-ordered Mortal Kombat 11. Because, of course, I was going to get Mortal Kombat 11. It wasn't a question. Like, and, as, again, look at the reviews. Like, Mortal Kombat 11, uh, by the way, here's an industry advertising, like, I work with some people who are real big in, like, the advertising world and, like, the, the social, whatever you want to call it, world. Do you want to know why there have been, like, nine versions of Mortal Kombat 11 ever since release? That's because Mortal Kombat 11 got fucking review-bombed. Because of the fatalities thing, because of the microtransaction things, because of the hardness of the towers. Mortal Kombat 11 launch was a shit show. And that's why they did MK11 Aftermath, MK11 Ultimate, MK11 Dare, MK11 Dare. That's why there are so many different versions of Mortal Kombat 11 that you can buy. So when you go to your Xbox or fucking Google or whatever and go like, oh, Mortal Kombat 11 game, you'll get the newest one that doesn't have 5,000 negative reviews talking about how, why are there so many microtransactions? And why is the crypt so expensive? And why are the challenge towers impossible? And so on and so forth, right? Now, I don't wholeheartedly agree. I'm... By the way, I'm just going to let you guys know right now. I've got a little bit of the whole ADD thing going on. Like... So, if you're expecting... If you go into this like, oh, I want a structured show where... Basically, I'm going to jump around a lot. Because I'm trying to talk about... This started off as... Oh yeah, I after I pl- after I played in Mortal Kombat Armageddon, I got Injustice. And now I'm talking about the launch of Mortal Kombat or not, yeah, Mortal Kombat 11. And that's going to happen a lot. <laughs> not every episode will be like a me trying to go down a chronological list, so that'll probably help. But just so you know, it's going to be a little scrambled eggs. Just so you're aware. 
Just a fair, fair warning. Anyway, so I'll get back to the Mortal Kombat 11 thing once I actually get to the Mortal Kombat 11 thing. Because I've got a lot more to say about it. So yeah, Injustice was a really good game, and it came out, and I got a midnight release, and I, again, like DCU, like MK9, I beat the entire campaign in one go. In that game, I played it again recently, actually, because Injustice 1 is backwards compatible, unlike some other NetherRealm games. I redownloaded it, because I think it's on Game Pass, actually. Or not Game Pass, uh, Games with Gold. I don't have Game Pass, I don't play enough games. And, uh, yeah, that game's great. Like, it has a good feel to it. I, honestly, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, it's so dark and dreary. I liked the kind of dark and dreary art style of Injustice 1. I actually enjoyed that quite a lot. Maybe I'm alone. Maybe I'm a loser. I'm a loser baby, so why don't you kill me? Oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Um, I mean, I enjoyed that quite a lot. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the look of Injustice 2. I like the brighter colors. MK9 was like an explosion of color. I think there was even a modifier where it was like, hey, rainbow blood, you know? I don't have anything against it. I just, I, I dug the kind of darker, like, ashy style of MK11, or MK11, and uh, Injustice 1. And that was a great game. I enjoyed that a lot. Like, I don't have a lot to say about it. I didn't play online very much. There wasn't a lot of it other than just I played it and I enjoyed it. Now, fast forwarding, Mortal Kombat X came out. And MKX was... Hmm, when was MKX? MKX release date. I should have this stuff written down. 2015. That was four years later. I was an 18, 19-year-old. Yeah, I was an 18-year-old. So I was a big boy who could make my own decisions. So I didn't have to worry about my dad getting mad at me for, you know, tearing apart somebody's freaking uterus or whatever. And boy, is that a good thing because this was so much worse. MKX has some of the worst in terms of like ho- being horrible shit. Uh, fatal, uh, not fatalities. Yeah, no fatalities in Mortal Kombat history. And yeah, like Kenshi's one where he like pulls out your tendons and then the fucking not Shing Song the Ermac one where he puts you up in the air and like twists you around and pulls all your organs out of your mouth. Boo. That was that was oof. that 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 shit was brutal, but like all the other ones, I beat MKX's story the night of. I remember exactly what happened though. That was actually how I got my Xbox One that I currently have to this day. Is uh, my sister-in-law's brother? He had an Xbox, but he was also in the Navy at the time. So I was like, "Hey, please borrow your Xbox," because I still had a 360 at that point. But I really, 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 really wanted to play Mortal Kombat X, like really bad. And he was like, yeah, sure, you can borrow it. And I got it, and I borrowed it, and I I beat that game in one night. It was, I, I honestly, I kept, it was down at my office, because at the time, uh, I worked for my dad. Uh, and so we had an office down, like, away from the house. And because the, the TV at the house was, like, a community TV, like the family TV, obviously. And I wanted to freaking play it all I wanted to myself all the time. So I hooked it up down at the office, and I played that, and it was... I played down the office, and it was great. I just, I, I, I had bought my chips and my drink, and I, I had a beanbag chair at the time. And I set it up in, like, one of the back rooms of the office, and I slurp... I slurped. I slouched back, and I had my snacks, and I just... I plowed through that thing, and I went to lay down for sleep. The sun was coming up, and that was a good damn night. Mortal Kombat X 
I like the structure of the story a lot more than MK9. Like, I like the contents of MK9's story a lot more, but I liked how the story was told in MKX a lot better. I think. Because, I don't know. In MK9, it felt like they were trying to... Well, it did feel like it, they were trying to fit three stories into one. Whereas MKX was kind of trying to do its own thing at its own pace. And that was nice. Am I rambling and saying nothing? Likely. But, moving on. Yeah, no, I love that game a lot. I like the... Uh, and MKX actually came with my favorite character ever since freaking... MK1, which is Cassie Cage. Cassie and Johnny are my two favorite characters in the series. Like, top two. Like, Johnny Cage number one, Cassie Cage number two, Goro number three. Because Goro's got four arms, and that's cool. I got four arms, too. Get it? Yeah, that was a terrible joke. I, I didn't even have, like, a payoff for that. I just I just said a stupid thing. Yeah, so, and introduced Cassie Cage, who's my second favorite character. Johnny Cage is my absolute favorite character. I freaking love Johnny Cage. Fun fact. The first time I ever discovered Mortal Kombat, I assumed that Johnny Cage was a bad guy because I knew Liu Kang was the good. Because again, the first my first experiences with Mortal Kombat were like looking up fatality compilations and shit. I thought Johnny Cage was a bad guy because the whole ball punching thing, and that I knew Liu Kang was the good guy. So red versus blue, that made sense to me. And then also the whole like cocky, arrogant celebrity thing. But then it was later on where I was like, oh, it's supposed to be like endearing. Like, oh, he's a lovable dickhead, you know? So, yeah. But, you know, those are my two. Now you know that about me. My top three favorite Mortal Kombat characters. Number four is probably, I don't know, who's my number fourth favorite character? Hmm. I like to play Striker in MK9, but I wouldn't actually consider him like my fourth favorite character in, in the series. Uh, Aaron Black's pretty cool, but he doesn't really do much. I also don't play Aaron Black ever. Oh, Baraka! Duh! Baraka is number, my number four. I love Baraka. In MK11, I'm a pretty fucking good Baraka. Not gonna lie. Like, online, MK11 is the only game, uh, not game, only Mortal Kombat game I've actually tried to play competitively at all. Well, that's not entirely true, but that's a story for a different day. Uh, yeah, I'm a pretty damn good... I need to freaking reinstall Mortal Kombat 11 and play Barack. Because, like, for the last, like, three weeks, I'm not going to lie, because I've been trying to do this podcast for, like, the last six months. And then there was technical issues, and then there was me not doing the episode well commit issues. There was a bunch of little issues. Uh, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm just doing it. I don't care. This episode's going out. This one right here that you're listening to right now, this one's going out. There were three, I think, versions of the pilot and then like four other episodes where I was, they were shitty because A, I wasn't confident in what I was saying and B, I knew that they were for nothing because the the soundboard that I got, uh, I'm actually borrowing it from work, don't tell them, shh, uh, was kind of starting to go out in the fritz. So I knew it's like, like every word that I'm saying, it's not going to go out. Because I'm going to export the audio, and it's going to sound bad. But anyway, so this report from Mortal Kombat 11's release. It's kind of like that. I don't even know why I bothered, because I, I, was, I was at that point where I was just like, I need to get it out. I need. I just need to do I said I'm going to do it. I just need to do it. But then I didn't do it. I'm glad I didn't do it, because those episodes were terrible. Is this one great? I don't know! But it's going out. I'm putting it out! Anyway, what's it saying? Yeah, Mortal Kombat X. 
Love that game. I need to reinstall Mortal Kombat 11 because I also love that game. And I haven't played it in several months. And I've been, for the last couple of weeks, I've, like, at, like once a day or so, I just find myself going, I kind of want to play Mortal Kombat 11 again. Anyway, moving on. What was it? Let's take a look at my notes. Looking back. Oh, yeah. Injustice 2. Guess what I did? Midnight release. Beat the entire uh, campaign in one night. Now, when I say that, I obviously know in MK... I think it started in MKX. I don't remember, though. And they had the branching paths thing where it's like, you know, they go into the cutscene and then it freezes and you can either choose to take this person or this person or fight this person or this person. I didn't do all of those in one night, but I, I like from opening credits to closing credits. And then I would go back and uh, do all the alternate versions later on. Anywho, sir. Yeah. Injustice 2, phenomenal game. Love that game. I love Injustice 2. And I love the gear system. Not because it's particularly great in terms of like an RPG style, like giving you new abilities and so on and so forth. I just like the cosmetic version of it. Because I don't like the... I'm about to start talking about Mortal Kombat 11 again. I'm going to stop myself because we're about to talk about Mortal Kombat 11. Okay, I'm getting nasally. One second. All right, I got myself a nice big mug of water, and I am back. Ah, delicious. Yeah, I like the I like the the armor system of Injustice 2 a lot. I don't... Something I found really hard, because I went back to Injustice 2 about a month or so ago. I, it's really hard. It is so hard to go from Mortal Kombat to Injustice, where B is like your ability button. That is so hard to get used to. <laughs> Especially when you're trying to like switch between characters. And like, okay, like in, in Injustice, I mostly play Harley Quinn. But then I would also switch to like, uh, I don't know, who else? And I know Injustice 1, I played Solomon Grundy a lot. In Injustice 2, I played a bit of Bane. And did I do the Flash? I didn't really play the Flash. Who else did I play? Whatever. But switching between characters like, you know, Harley Quinn's, hers is a projectile. She takes the treat and throws it, and her hyenas come out of the side of the screen and attack. And then you have, you know, uh, Wonder Woman, who her B button is a stance switch. And then you have uh, Poison Ivy, who her thing is she throws out a plant monster, and it's like a, like a mine, right? That is so hard to get used to. However, I did love the plot of Injustice 2, and I did love... I basically I love the entire plot of Injustice, the series, and I love the fact that they're coming out with an Injustice movie right now, which looks freaking fantastic. I'm excited for that, and it makes me feel a little—I don't know. When did it? Okay, let's take a quick aside because I love doing that. I love asides. When did Invincible come out? Like, not the show. I know the show started in 2021. When did the comic come out? Comic. All right, Invincible started in doo, 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 July 2005. Hot damn. Oh, wait, no, publication date 2003. Huh. Well, at the same time, when did the first Superman Goes Bad comic come out? Because Injustice is... Okay, it's not basically... Injustice Superman is just Omni-Man, to a degree, which is... I'm go. I am super indestructible and unstoppable, for the most part. And I'm going to fucking rip and tear through 
everybody who opposes me because I need to control this place. Now, obviously, their motivations are different. Um, Omni Man is a Valer. What, what do I call him? Vol, Vol, Valer. Vol. He's a V person, and you know he's doing it for the sake of his people. Or, well, you know, I'm trying to say. And then Superman just like, I need to be in control because the Joker was bad. He's dead now. But anyway, when did, when was the first win? Okay, first ever Superman goes bad comic. Uh, 12 times Superman went crazy and totally evil. January 3rd, 2020. All right, let's see this. Uh, okay, Injustice, we know about that one. He murders Darkseid's son. Ooh. Oh, he was under control. That doesn't... He was under mind control. That doesn't count. I uh, strangle Sarlacc. I'm looking for dates here, damn it. Ooh. Trinity War. Really? Oh, that's God of, God's Among Us. He doesn't count. He blows up a munitions factory. Uh, Superman 2... Uh, huh. Oh. Well, that doesn't count. Okay, almost all of these are... Fr- okay, this is a terrible comic. Because... Or not comic. Well, ter- terrible freaking article. Because it's like, oh man, ten times Superman went crazy. In the Injustice comic, in the Injustice comic, in the Injustice comic, in the Injustice... It's like, yeah! That doesn't really count! <laughs> that That's like saying, oh man, ten times super... Uh, fr- I don't know, what's another one? Ah, whatever. Like, it's like you're pulling all of, all of your examples from the same thing. It's like, I wouldn't even count that as different times. That's just one time continued, you know? That's like saying, you know, oh, ten times I ran somebody over with my car. And then it's like, you know, I went up on a freaking sidewalk and then bam, 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 bam. And then you count each individual time I hit a person as a freaking, you know, as an indi- as a different time, you know? It's like No, that, that was like, that was one action pretty much. I've never run any- over anybody with my car just seen so you know. Any I just love the injustice storyline. I love how spoopy it is and all that shit. Uh, I love the idea of evil Superman, but at the same time, I feel like we're getting to the point now as w- as it is done with everything where oh, the good guy turns evil or whatever it's just getting overdone like because right now we have injustice omni uh invincible and the boys which are all pretty much the same thing the super ultra mega cool guy who's invincible goes crazy and starts ripping people to shreds it's like we have three shows that are in tone the same fucking thing Although I guess Injustice isn't really a show, it's a movie and a game series. But still, you get what I'm saying. And two of them are doing, being produced by the same company. Anyway. Uh, what else did my thing say? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Injustice 2, I loved. Mortal Kombat 11? That came at a very special time for me. Because... Uh, actually, you know, I'm not quite there yet. Because I'm... Like, I keep forgetting that the whole idea behind this is like my history with Mortal Kombat. I hope you're enjoying this, by the way, because I know that this is just kind of me rambling, but maybe that's what you're into. Maybe you're just sitting at your desk or in your car, or maybe you're you know in, in your warehouse, and you're just like, I just need something in the background 
to keep my mind, keep my brain occupied while I keep doing, while I do this mundane task. And I like Mortal Kombat, so I just, I just want to put on something in the background where I just occasionally hear it's like rumble, 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 Johnny Cage, rumble, 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 fatality, rumble, rumble, Mortal Kombat. And if that's what you're looking for, I'm your guy, hopefully. So anyway, after Injustice Two came out, and I loved that game, I decided to invest in an original Xbox. I had an original Xbox when I was a kid, but that was pretty much, you know, I didn't have control over it. I didn't have money to buy my own games. And even when I did, I got like Halo. Cause like I said, when I was a kid kid, uh, I didn't have, I didn't really care about Mortal Kombat. I didn't really discover or care about Mortal Kombat until I was about 13, 14. Maybe 12. Any hooser. Yeah, probably 13. So I decided to invest in an OG Xbox, not just because I wanted World Combat, but because I wanted all the other games from my childhood. Like, as a kid, I played Halo, Red Dead Revolver, the best Red Dead game, uh, Second Sight, which wasn't great, but I enjoyed it, until I got to the final level where I couldn't get past a certain part. Anyway. And that's when I decided to invest in the 3D-era games. And I can say, with 100% sincerity... I love those games. I love Deception. I love Deadly Alliance. I love Armageddon. Like Armageddon with actual decent controls, not the Wii nunchuck horse shit. I still love those games. Deception, uh, Deadly Alliance, in terms of like actually playing the game and enjoying it, definitely my least favorite Mortal Kombat game. Like I, I know I said MKX is probably my least favorite just because like it's the last one that I think about, you know? But MK Deception, real or not Deception, Deadly Alliance, realistically, was crap. It was garbage, poopy. It was not a good game. It, like MKX was a great game. It's just for whatever reason, I just think about it the least. But MK Deadly Alliance was garbage. However, Deception, I think I thought it played well. I liked chess combat. I liked. The, the, oh, that's another thing. Chess combat. The, the mini games. That's something that the new Mortal Kombat games were missing. Especially, like, stuff like Injustice. Like, chess combat, cart combat, puzzle combat, all these little mini games were awesome. And the crypt was awesome. And the, honestly, I think the best crypt ever was MKX. I know, I keep going. I know, I keep saying that. I don't know. I think I like Mortal Kombat 9, though. Outer. Mortal Kombat... Okay, now, MKX's was fun. I think I still think I like Mortal Kombat 9 the most. Because it was just, go get the thing you want and discover secrets. You know? I'm kind of fine with the crypt. Again, MK11. I, I mean, the crypt is great. But there was a lot that... I keep talking about Mortal Kombat 11. Because it's the freshest in my mind. I'm going to stop... But the point is, I love the 3D era games. And I'm not just talking like, you know, oh, I just play the through the story mode. I will actually play the actual, like, arcade mode and stuff. I will play them to, you know, get good at them and enjoy them. Because I like those games, genuinely, in my heart. It's not, it's not even like a, I know they're bad. I actually, like, I genuinely think it's good. Except for Deadly Alliance. Deadly Alliance is garbage. That's one of those games. Deadly Alliance is the game where I like it, ironically. Where I'm like, oh, Wow. This was the worst Mortal Kombat ever got. 
that was the absolute worst that Mortal Kombat ever got. Like, MK11 had its problems. MK9 and 10 or X, everyone can pretty much agree those were great. Deception wasn't amazing. Armageddon wasn't amazing and had some weird stuff with it. Like, the the first game, like, blah, blah, blah. MK Deadly Lance was the worst that it ever got. <laughs> Especially Reptile. Reptile looked like garbage. And the fatalities were terrible. And it was just a bad game. But Deception was actually fun. It had a lot more to it. There was a lot more to do. The, the story mode was great. The It played better. The fatalities were pretty decent. And also, I want to put this out there. Su Hao, yeah, he sucks. Why do people hate Bo Raicho and Lee May so much? Like, Lee May had two of the best fatalities in the 3D era in the same game. Like the Shaolin soccer thing where she, like, kicks your head off and then, you know, steps back and then, wham, she roundhouse kicks it into your torso and you explode. That's an awesome fatality. And then her freaking Fist of the North Star, freaking like, pop, 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 she pokes you a million times and you're like, boom. That's cool shit. Why do people hate Lee Mei so much? Like, yeah, she wasn't great. She wasn't like an amazing character. She wasn't Kenshi or Katana or freaking Cassie Cage. A lot of cuh characters. But she was not bad. Lee Mei was a perfectly fine character in Bo Raicho. I like him, ironically. <laughs> I won't even lie. Like, when it, when he got announced for MKX, I was like, yeah! Because I'm an asshole. But I I don't get why people hate them so much. Okay, more, okay, but Retro, I kind of get why people hate him. Because he's a big, gross, dumb idiot who doesn't really fit. Well, granted, the, 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 the argument of he doesn't really fit doesn't, like... We're talking about kung fu wizards and robots and demons and, like, there's nobody that doesn't fit in Mortal Kombat. Like, if a clown showed up, it'd be like, yeah, that makes that probably makes some sense. Well, fucking ninja mime. But that's, like, more of an inside joke than an actual, like, clown, but you know what I'm saying. But yeah, no, I genuinely love those games. Deception, again, like I said, top three favorite Mortal Kombat games. If I just say top three favorite Mortal Kombat games, MK9 number one, without a doubt. I said Mortal Kombat, not Injustice, so like, or, or not Nether Realm, so not counting Injustice or Injustice One, Injustice Two or Injustice One. MK9 top tier. It would probably be MK9, MK11 Deception. It would probably be how that little list would go for me. And I love Armageddon because it's again Mortal Kombat Armageddon is kind of I like it ironically, kind of I like it unironically. I realized I never mentioned Shaolin Monks this whole time. Yeah, I played Shaolin Monks. Uh, that, that game's fun. Great. I actually never beat it, though. I I own it, because I, I, I have an original Xbox nowadays. Like, when I, when I grew up and became an adult, I'm like, okay, there's never going to be a point in my life where I don't have an original Xbox, because there's just so much good shit on there. The original Xbox really doesn't get as much credit as I think it deserves, because when it came out, it was new in the market, and... There was a lot of people who were like, ah, we already have a thing with Sony, like from the PlayStation 1 and all that, so we're going to stick with them. So, they got that. But yeah, like, there were so many good games. Like, the more, uh, I guess they didn't have a lot of good exclusives except for, like, Halo, you know? But, like, also, I like the, the Xbox controller more. I like the Duke controller more than I like the standard PlayStation controller, not going to lie. Moving on. And, and uh, Shadow Monks is great. 
But yeah, I, I ironically, I think this is the seventh time I said that. The point is, 3D era games are good. Uh, Armageddon is kind of a mix for me personally of ironic and unironic enjoyment, you know? Because it's like... Slurp. On one hand, there's a lot of really bad stuff with it. Like, the creative fatality thing is terrible. Uh, most of the characters on the giant roster are terrible. It doesn't play great. Like, half the... It's like... There's 50 characters and there's 25 play styles, but they just kind of like shook them up and just like everybody got like a little. Okay, it's not that they're fit. It's like. So in Mortal Kombat Armageddon, everybody has an unarmed and an armed style of combat. But there's only like 12 different kinds of weapon. So there's a lot of just the same fighting style, it's just they're holding a different thing. Like, there's no difference between the machete and the hand axe, other than how it looks. And there's just a lot of that. There's a lot of people, like, they, they all had different combinations. There was nobody who had the exact same combination of moves. But there was a lot of the characters just kind of playing the same as others, you know. But then, cart combat was dumb, but fun. The The campaign, obviously, Dagon and Taven suck. <laughs> No one cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about Taven and Dagon. Nobody. Nobody cares. Like, in Mortal Kombat 9, X, and 11, they're, they're, you never see them. And they're occasionally mentioned in the background of someone's arcade ending. Like, I don't think the name, the words Taven or Dagon. I know they were a thing in the... Co- no, Dagon was in the comic. Tavon was never in the... Tavon? <laughs> Tavon. Uh, Taven was never in the comics. Dagon was in the comics, I think, for like half of an issue. I think he made one appearance in one issue. But nobody cares. Nobody cares about Taven and Dagon. And the Elder Gods, people don't even remember their names. The only names that, of the Elder Gods that people know are, and now Cetrion, but Rain and Fujin. No one else cares about the rest of them. But the best part, the best part about MK Armageddon, and I'll fight you on this. I'll fight you. You, right there. You listening to me? I'll fight you is the create a combatant. And I'm a sucker for creative for creative characters and finding I'm a sucker for creative character in general. Creative characters are kind of how I found several of my favorite series. Like I loved oh God Saints Row. That's another thing I'm gonna warn you about. There's probably gonna be and you've probably gotten it from this episode. There's gonna be a lot of times where I go off on the sides about not Mortal Kombat stuff, because it's basically, this is mostly a Mortal Kombat podcast, but it's also a me podcast, and I, it's me, I'm important, I'm the star, so I'm going to talk about other stuff, probably. But just, what what they've done to Saints, I mean, the game's not even out yet, but just that first Saint, new Saints Row trailer. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look up Saints Row 2021 trailer, and then if you don't know anything about Saints Row, cross-reference that to Saints Row 1, Saints Row 2, Saints Row 3, Saints Row 4, maybe not even Saints Row 4, just the first three. It just looks so bad. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, I love the creative character. And it's like, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's really simple. Don't get me wrong. And it's very unbalanced and it's very not great. But I enjoy it as just a novelty. And it's fun, you know? Because, the, like, you know what it is? It's, video games are fun. The creative character, it's not great. It's not balanced, but it's fun. You want to make Goku, you can pretty much do it. You want to make Cloud, you can pretty much do it. You want to make whatever you want. You can do a Tarkatan lady. You can do a lizard. Or 
Tarkatan lady. You can do a lizard person. Yeah, I, I was like, I was gonna correct myself, but it's like actually no, that makes perfect sense because there are no Tarkatan ladies in Mortal Kombat. Granted, the only Tarkatan that's ever been playable is, tar- is I must say Tarkata Baraka, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, see, that's something I wish, kind of wish, is that I, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop myself. I'm gonna stop myself. But one is I like Mortal Kombat Armageddon a lot. Moving on. I love the 3 d era games in both ironic and unironic ways. More so unironic than ironic. But to top it, not to t- quite top it all off, but I do have, what? The last thing, the last game that's obviously come out was Mortal Kombat 11. And I continued my tradition. I went to the midnight release or the closing time release, whatever the hell it was. We had just moved it like that day, I think. So it was terrible timing. But I went and got that. I played the whole campaign in one night. And it was great. MK11, I probably liked that. The Probably. It's my favorite story mode in any Mortal Kombat game. Besides nine, as much as I like the the running around thing of deception, and as much as I enjoyed MKX in general, I feel like I'm putting out a lot of conflicting opinions about Mortal Kombat X in this video or in this video in this fucking podcast. But that's just kind of how I feel about uh, MKX. It's a, re- a lot of really torn feelings. But what was I saying? Right, MK11. It was a great. It was great storyline, even if it did kind of ruin it didn't even ruin uh, it ruined one character if you know who it is Kotal Khan. man what who who at nether realm who at nether realm hates Kotal Khan? that's what i want to know who at nether realm hates uh Kotal Khan with a burning hatred like with a burning passion that's all i want to know because it's got to be somebody because if you pay attention to how Kotal is treated, I'm not talking about the comics. And even in the comics, he's kind of a pushover. In the games, he's such a bitch. But he's so cool. He's a big, tool, cool, tough leader man. But in the games, he's such a bitch. It's a shame. It's a shame. Because, especially with the Aftermath expansion. Oh, God. Kotal Khan is just, like, at the bottom of the septic tank. Whew. Like, Baraka got... Tra- In Mortal Kombat 11, Baraka got treated with more respect than Kotal Khan did. Think about that. But yeah, so I love Mortal Kombat 11, despite all the controversies with it, which, if you were paying attention, there was a lot of controversies. And I agree with most of them, but I, I just love Mortal Kombat so much. I love it so much that I was willing to look past them. And yeah, I like I I love the I enjoyed the crypt. I I won't even say I love the crypt. I enjoyed the crypt. I I lo- I really liked the challenge towers for a bit. The problem with the challenge towers I'm just going to say this. It's not a problem at first, but then the more you play them the more you're like, "Oh." Especially when they're the hard ones. Is that the challenge towers pretty quickly stop going from they go from 
a fighting game challenge, well, a, a fighting game scenario with some shenanigans thrown in, to just being go crouch in the corner and throw rockets and like power ups at your opponent. And then the only time you're ever allowed to hit your opponent is if they're frozen or something. And even then, like a rocket will come out or you'll get your blood sucked or something, right? The Mortal Kombat 11 Challenge Towers, they're a cool idea. I love the idea. But so many of them just, uh, not divulge, um, so many of them just turn into just, you know, run away and throw, not even, like, not even your actual projectile, but like the power-up projectiles, like the rockets and the, the, the bats and stuff at your opponent. Because you can't actually fight them because it's like, you know, every five seconds the screen goes dark or you are constantly being barraged, barraged with missiles or they have completely unblockable mo- is It's like stuff or combina- several combinations of those things to where it stops being a fighting game and just turns into freaking bastardization of Call of Duty where you're just throwing projectiles back and forth. And I think that's to like to a kind of a credit i don't know that's what encouraged me because i still wanted to play mortal kombat 11 but i didn't just want to go through the arcade modes a million times that's actually kind of what encouraged me to start playing online was i got kind of tired of the challenge towers so i was like you know what let's try let's go online let's see what this is all about and i ended up enjoying it quite a lot so hey bing bang boom 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 but worked out yeah i uh yeah mortal kombat 11 story was really good Challenge towers were a great idea, and not all of them were bad. See, that was the thing is that like, you could basically open the challenge tower and look at the requirements and look at the like the modifiers and go, okay, this is either going to be fun or a fucking pain in the ass, with very little in between. Uh, ooh, excuse me. Uh, the crypt was a good idea. It was a really good idea. It was a great idea. But it just had so many problems. Like the collector. Have you ever tried to get the stuff from the collector? I have approximately 10,000 different things that the collector wants. But every time I go, I talk to the collector, he, he never has anything to trade. It's like, I've got, like, half of my inventory is trade with the, co- you know, give the collector to get a blanky thing. Right, but then every time I open, it's like, oh yeah, there's five items. There's one thing that I can trade, and half the time I already traded it. It's like, what is the point? Because it's so like, I wish there was something where it was like, at least half of the stuff for sale would be guaranteed to be have a trade item that you have, and if you don't have three things that can be traded it won't you know you then it'll be things you can't trade or some shit like i don't know just because i've got and i've opened thousands of chests i've played hundreds of challenge towers i've played online i've done all this i've got so much stuff but every time i talk to the collector he doesn't want any of my shit it's like come on man work with me here but yeah, and and that is just the perfect example, like the penultimate example of the crypt was a great idea, and what they did was a great idea, but it just wasn't. It just wasn't. 
implemented perfectly. There was just so much that could have been better. There's a lot of stuff that could have been changed. And again, as much as I really enjoyed that game, I just I can't say that I love the crypt. I loved the idea of the crypt, but the crypt itself, there were just so many issues with it. Which is a damn shame, because like that kind of a thing, like the open world kind of an RPG little thing. Yeah. I don't and I think that was another kind of problem with it was that it couldn't decide if it wanted to be like an event, a little mini adventure game or just a crypt, you know? Because there was like the flavor of like an open world RPG, quote unquote. There was the flavor of like, go collect this thing and do this thing for this person or whatever, right? There was the flavor of that. You could take, it was like a LaCroix. It's not a strawberry drink, but you can taste that there was, there's supposed to be the hint of strawberry. It makes you think of strawberries when you drink a, a strawberry LaCroix. You don't actually taste strawberries, but you drink it and you go, strawberry, the essence of strawberry. That's the, there you go. The MK11 Crypt is the LaCroix of Mortal Kombat. Put the, fucking quote me on that. So yeah, that's pretty much me with a shitload of rambling in between. That's my history of Mortal Kombat. I started out when I was like 13 or 14 looking at YouTube videos, and now Mortal Kombat has become my favorite franchise, period. Also, I love all of the movies. All the movies I really like. Uh, all, obviously, uh, as Annihilation, it's kind of hard to like that movie unironically because it's kind of terrible. But I really like that movie because it's it, it's a good time. It's not boring. It's very dumb and very not great. But it's it's, it's a fun time, you know? You know what our, Annihilation is? Annihilation is a good drinking movie. Annihilation is a good movie where you're like three beers in. You're like, fuck it. I want to put something on, you know? And obviously the first MK mo- movie, MK1995, is a masterpiece an amazing thing. I think it's the best adaptation of a video game to a movie ever. Some people like the Mortal Kombat, uh, not Mortal Kombat, the Resident Evil movies. Some people like uh, the the uh, fucking Street Fighter movie. I think MK1995 was the best. Okay, not, not I'm not saying the most faithful. I'm not saying like the best representation. I'm saying like, this is the thing. It is pretty much faithful to the source material made into a movie and it's really good quality it's a good entertaining movie I could watch that movie every week I love the original Mortal Kombat movie and then we we fast forward a little bit you got like the legends uh, what's it called Mortal Kombat whatever Scorpion's Revenge that movie's fantastic then you have the new live action movie which was Mortal Kombat 2020 or is this 2021, technically? 2021. And I did like that movie quite a bit. But there was a lot of problems with it. Kind of like Mortal Kombat 11. I like it, but there was a lot of problems. Such as, what the fuck is Arcana? That, that was the thing I hated the most. If they had taken Arcana out of that movie and just had it be what it's supposed to be, a bunch of jackasses with superpowers, then I would have liked it 
five times more probably. But the whole Arcana thing took me out. Why is why is Kano's laser eye a magic thing? His whole thing is cyber weapons. His whole thing is military technologies. Yet he has a magic eyeball. And you're like, what are you talking about? Isn't that like more like what I described? Because the whole Black Dragon arms dealer thing, that's where he got the eye from, and da 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 da. Actually, I don't remember. Leave a comment or something. Out. I actually don't know where I'm going to distribute this. I might just put it up on YouTube and get no views. I don't know. But I'll leave a comment or whatever. Tell me where? Did, why did did Kano like get an eye in, injury and then have to put that on, or did he like you know what? I want a fucking laser eye, and then he replaced the left right side of his head or what? I actually don't know that part of the lore. And then you have Mortal Kombat. What was it called? It wasn't Mythologies because it was the, Scorp- uh, the Sub-Zero game. Legends? Mortal Kombat Legends? Battle of the Realms? And that was a movie I'm very divisive on. Like, that's a movie where I'm like, I don't know how I feel. Because, on one hand, it was not a bad movie. It was not a bad movie. I like, I enjoyed, defend not Defenders, uh, Battle of the Realms. However, it felt like they did a lot at once. And they didn't do it great. They did it well, but they didn't do it great. And then, like, the structure of the tournament was kind of weird. And about how, like, you know, Johnny Cage, he was able to get punched in the balls and thrown on his back. And then everyone was able to run out and be like, oh, Johnny! It's like, okay, the fight's over now. But then when Kung Lao was getting murdered, there's like, no, we we can't go out there. But it's, uh, by the way, spoilers. I'll fucking... Yeah. Eh, it's a... Yeah. Oh, hey, guess what? In a Mortal Kombat thing, Kung Lao dies! Are you surprised? You shouldn't be! Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. Yeah, I don't know. It's just... I don't know. There's a lot of... Uh, that, that can be a whole topic for another time, but I liked it, but it was kind of weird. Anyway, so that's me. That's what the show is approximately going to be. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. If you didn't, and I'll do better next time. I'm just trying to do the. Be- I'm just trying to do my best because, like I said, I recorded this pilot like four times. And like the the first, because I, I think I was trying too hard. I was trying to be Radio Man because, like, the first time I, I recorded, I was like, "Greetings and welcome to Enter the Nether Realm." I am Zach, and this is the title or this is the topic for today. And bada ba and catchphrase intro music you know because that that's not me you know because i'm i'm not you can probably tell by my by the way i think by the way i talk that i'm not the most structured kind of guy so oh also comic-con 2019 i got my steel cased copy of mortal kombat 11 signed by kerry hiroki tagawa which is shang sung from mk11 and the movie the first movie, and Richard Epcar, who's ra- who's been raiding since MK versus DCU, so that's pretty fucking awesome. That thing's my prized possession. I just looked at my notes. I remember I forgot to mention that. Any hoosers? So yeah, uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, if you like Mortal Kombat, if you're still on Facebook, like a lot of people aren't, uh, you can go ahead head over to. Uh, this isn't like the official. Uh, what's it called? Enter the Nether Realm Facebook page, but it's the Facebook group that I help run, which is uh, Fans of Nether Realm. Uh, Facebook.com. I think technically the name of the, because it used to be Mortal Kombat slash Injustice Root Group, 
But if you just go to Facebook and look up Fans of Netherrealm, it'll be the top result. Uh, we are the biggest Mortal Kombat slash... Biggest Mortal Kombat slash Injust... Yeah. Mortal Kombat slash Netherrealm Studios fan group. Bingo. Got it. On Facebook. Fuck Twitter. I'll be on Instagram and YouTube and fucking MeWe. Where I will be, no matter what, is the Fans of Netherrealm Facebook group. If you don't have Facebook, well, just follow me on YouTube then. Anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in. I don't really have an intro or an outro, so I guess I'll just kind of play the music. <laughs>